all. Uh, this is Susanna Rantanen, the host of Building a Modern Employer Brand podcast. If you're new to this podcast, this is a podcast dedicated for aspiring talent marketing professionals who want to learn about the why nots, the how to, just the behind the ski- scenes, the best practices of modern employer branding. And this is episode number 42. becomes motivated for employer branding when it struggles to meet their hiring needs and deadlines in recruiting. And this is the equivalent to a business uh, starting to use marketing to help build demand for their products and services because the sales are struggling uh, to meet their sales quotas. So when a great candidate and revenue keeps pouring through our windows and our doors, we don't feel the need to do anything different. You know, if it's not broken, why fix it? However, hardly any business these days is lucky enough just to stay still and enjoy the scenery. That's why growth businesses actively must build demand through marketing, communications, advertising, and other promotional tactics. Build demand for their products, build demand for their services, and build demand for a career in their company. Our family business is called Employee Experience Agency Eminem. We're located in Helsinki, Finland, and uh, we call ourselves a boutique agency. We service modern growth companies and offer solutions to help influence and impact their ideal selling audiences with words and visuals that convert. And in this episode of Building a Modern Employer Brand Podcast, I want to share with you how I've used this modern employer branding method that I developed to build a very attractive brand and employer brand for Eminem. So the Finnish market is very small and the little niche that we service is so tiny you can literally probably know everyone by name. But that is our strategy. That is the strategy that I chose when I and my husband started this business in 2012. And to keep it that niche tied to keep it a niche and then expand that niche outside the digital borders of of Finland is our updated strategy. So this means that uh, we don't hire that often. It's not, we don't hire that often in Finland because the market is so small that we have been able to service that market with our core team and then our freelancers that we regularly work together with in our uh, both our own needs and then for our customer cases. To be frank, we maybe hire one to two people every year. So that's like nothing. Uh, but it's not that uh, irregular for a small business in Finland. The other reason that we don't hire that often is because uh, 
it takes nearly a year to onboard a person you know it takes up a lot of time so we've uh, learned over the years to to do it in a little bit different way uh, and that is why we also needed to employ a brand our business over the years that i have been an entrepreneur for uh, for a uh, over 10 years now, I have consulted personally probably around 200 growth companies on the Finnish market about modern talent marketing and modern employer branding. And there are two limiting beliefs when it comes to employer branding and the size of a business. The first limiting belief is that we are too big and we are too fragmented to do modern employer branding. And the second limiting belief is that we are too small to do modern employer branding. So if you're big, you're going to say it's impossible because there is too much to cover. And if you're small, you're going to say it's impossible because you don't have the resources. So these are both limiting beliefs. And with our case, I want to give one example how even a tiny business like us with extremely limited recruitment needs and resources is able to do both employer branding and do it in a way that when we need to hire we do not have to go through a normal recruitment process at all why did we start employer branding at Eminem? So one might easily think that if you only hire, you know, occasionally, why would you spend time on employer branding? So here's why I started to build an employer brand for Eminem. Employer branding works also as branding your business as an expert when you work in an expert in a consultant consultancy industry. So when we do employee branding, we are able to build awareness about our expertise in those target audiences that we want to service. And they don't only represent our potential future employees, but they in fact also represent our current prospective customers. So in consultation businesses, it's really important that you realize that the people who want to buy your products or your uh, services, you know, they are currently working somewhere where they need those, but they're working with those topics and those themes, so they might as well be your future employees. So the modern employer branding method that I've created is tackling this issue. It's literally, you know, flipping two flies at the same time or two birds at the, at the same time. And for us, applying our own modern employer branding method in practice gives us also an amazing opportunity to learn what works and what doesn't and what uh, a modern employer branding practitioner might face when applying our method in their case. This is important because the, the way that I've developed this method, it keeps evolving as the world around us keeps evolving. So what the method suggested and offered two years ago, it's no longer the same. The The founding principles in the method remain the same, but then it keeps changing. So when we do, when we use the method in practice for our own branding purposes, we also get to see what needs to be developed further, if you, if you get what I'm saying. 
So and the third reason that why we started employee branding at Emino is that uh, when we do need to hire those one to two people a year, we want to make sure that we use both the candidates and our own time as efficiently as possible in order to find the best match for each other. So when our prospects have learned about us through our modern employer branding tactics, they've learned what we do, they've learned how we do it, they've learned who we are, what we represent, how we work, what we think, what our values are, and so on. Over a longer period of time, our followers and members are forming the audience that uh, produces those talents into our hiring processes. So when they've learned about us through our marketing, through our content, through this podcast and our finished podcast over a long time, they only apply, they only send us their open application if they really believe in what we do. And of course, this is a great way to set a practical example also to our customers what practicing modern employer branding could look like. So what is it that we do then exactly? So obviously, we did our research and made the strategic level decisions a long time ago. And what what we've done since is implementing the plans that are executing that strategy uh, that the strategy for and delivering us the goals that we've desired and we implement these plans on a daily basis and in that strategic level decision making that we did a long time ago we decided then who are those specific target audiences for us who do we want to reach Whose attention do we want to gain? Who do we want to be aware of what we do, how we do, what we represent? And what do we want them to do as a result of all of this? So we also decided what are our branding goals for the business and our employer branding goals and how we measure success. So so we decided a long time ago, how do we recognize when we've accomplished something that means success to us? We also decided how do we want to position on the market and uh, how are we going to do that positioning? What are those key story themes that we want to convey through the uh, content and the messages that we do on, on social media, for example? and which channels and media we focus on because nobody has the resources available to master every single channel and media to the extent that uh, is required to really get results. So we've done the strategic strategic level decisions about this a long time ago, but obviously what keeps updating is the channels and the media because the channels and the media keep changing. So we no longer practice the same tactics or use the same social media that we did, for example, three years ago or five years ago. So we evaluate and update the strategic decisions as uh, in the frame uh, of like periodical uh, reviews. Uh, and this is for us a forever plan. 
and that evolves as our business evolves, as our prospects evolve, as the digital marketing environment, social media evolve, and especially as consumer behavior evolves uh, and our business needs are going to change. So obviously for the past about six months, uh, we have been, uh, we've implemented uh, on the strategic level as the target audience a more like an, an international audience and that is why we started to do this English podcast that is why we opened an English blog at modernemployerbrand.com and that is uh, why we're doing this uh, English uh, actions and activities on social media aside the Finnish ones so this addition was to do because you know we had uh, we reviewed our business strategy and we realized that it is time to expand this niche from Finland to outside Finland and therefore obviously now that strategic level decision is being uh, implemented in the form of these marketing and communication tactics that we're using and what we update more regularly as in nearly every day is our content plan and a, what we call a publication schedule. So the content marketing plan, the content plan, this forms the base layer for everything that we do on social media. So as said, we produce content both in Finnish and in English these days. And then we also have two websites, the Finnish one as eminent.fi and the English one at modernemployerbrand.com. So we have two outlets that we need to feed and two outlets that we uh, take uh, content from and two outlets that we want to drive traffic to. So if that's not a lot for a small company, then I don't know what is. But with this example, I'm just saying that it's doable but you must have a plan and stick to that plan otherwise it's gonna explode in your face so some of the content that we share and market come directly from the podcast and our blog for example so what i mean is that we well i i I uh, published a, a new episode of this podcast and then I uh, marketed on social media with the link to the podcast blog post with the links forward to the listening applications. Uh, but then we also repurpose content. And when we repurpose content, we use our existing content, for example, this podcast. But instead of driving traffic to the podcast, we might just create an Instagram story where I talk about about the podcast, but I'm not linking anybody in that content to the podcast or I might uh, or one of my colleagues might uh, draw up some kind of a, a quote from this podcast and publish that on Instagram or somewhere or we might just start a conversation on LinkedIn about a topic that was addressed on this podcast without driving traffic to this podcast. So that's what repurposing existing content in different for forms in different social media is about. So as I said, we have different uh, plans for our Finnish audience and now our international audiences, but everything comes from the same uh, strategy. And uh, our weekly podcasts form the sort of the core to our weekly routines. And in addition to that weekly routine, we also plan 
and publish other content, but based on our key story themes. So when I talk about key story themes, this is within, this is unique to the method. So the key story theme is what I innovated into this modern employer branding method to place the employer value propositions. If you've listened to this podcast or if you're a Finnish listener and you've listened to the Finnish version of this podcast, uh, I have talked about my feelings towards employee value propositions very often. So when saying that I've replaced them, there is a reason to that. So the key story theme is one of the central elements of the modern employer branding method in the, that strategic framework. And the key story themes are also, I mean, we have our own key story themes and we use them to draw content ideas from those key story themes and when we do that with every single post we are sending the message about that key story theme and that is how we keep all of our communication coherent so the next question i think what you have on your mind is like how do you actually execute your content marketing plan So we have a couple of tools we use and rely on. And there are, of course, other alternatives to the tools that we use. But we found these to service us the best, at least for the time being. So if you are familiar to Trello board, we love the Trello board. We use Trello extensively as our content planning and our own uh, content scheduling publication schedule tool. We also use both Buffer and the uh, Facebook Creator Studio for scheduling posts in advance to so that they go out on the most optimal times of the day and the week. And therefore, we don't have to, you know, be manually sharing posts when our when our audiences are active on social media. We also use Canva extensively for creating coherent visuals for our social media marketing and for our blogs. Uh, For analytics, we obviously collect, uh, unfortunately manually still, all, all the social or the key social media metrics and data from each social media that we use. Uh, and then we have a report where we draw them and then we use Google Data Studio and uh, Tag Manager on our pages uh, to gain information from uh, our website analytics and these we summarize uh, based on our key metrics bi-weekly and monthly so we closely follow and pay attention to you know how our audiences respond to the uh, things that we do, the posts that we post, the podcast that we share and so on. And in addition, obviously, as said, we have to collect the key metrics from social media. But as said, uh, it's very important that you've done that uh, strategic thinking beforehand because there are literally a billion metrics that you could follow on social media and, you know, on your website. And uh, you don't need to do that. You don't need a, need that all. So when you know what your goals are, like, you know, we've decided a long time ago, we know exactly what are the key metrics that we follow and we don't follow anything else. So then we're able to focus our attention on the trends of what, what's going on on a weekly or bi-weekly basis and monthly basis. And we don't make like hasty decisions on our actions and activities uh, just because something exceptional took place last week or last month, we're going to pay attention to it 
a little bit longer and see if that's the same situation again next month. And then we're going to compare it to what happened and how, how did our data look like a year ago at this same time. And uh, especially this year with, uh, you know, obviously the COVID-19 uh, pandemic and how it's completely like uh, changed, uh, you know, the course of you know work life our audiences have behaved very differently so it's been very important for us to you know to pay attention for a longer time follow the trends uh evaluate how what was going on a year ago is this is this weird or is this normal and also pay attention to what happens in the outside world uh, so that we don't make uh, changes unless we know that we must make changes. So we use data and analytics very extensively to pay attention to what works and what doesn't work and make changes to what we do in order to obviously get results. One thing I must say is that we hardly ever put money on advertising. And if we do, we do it only on social media. We never do Google AdWords and we don't purchase any source of print media. Yet, we have been able to succeed without it. So this is not to say that we could have succeeded even better if we invested regularly on advertising. But I think that you know, or it's not that I think that I know, I know based on many years of doing this for our business and also helping our customers, I know that sticking to a routine, a clear routine and being consistent about consistent about all your actions and your messages will give you lead way. And that way you don't have to pay as much for the advertising. But I'm not saying that it's, I mean, I literally think that we might, we should probably advertise a bit more. I don't know. It's just, um, we're so used to doing this way that I must admit that I often keep forgetting about it. But I do realize now that I have two markets to compare to each other. Obviously, the Finnish market knows our business and knows us and knows me pretty well in this niche. Well, extremely well, I would almost say and then the international markets have no idea who I am so we're we've started literally from scratch so obviously I can see that you know on the international market to get faster towards our goals we need to also use money towards advertising and and you know gaining uh, awareness gaining attention gaining an awareness to get our messages across so what is the value of our own employer branding. As we have actively stuck to our plans, content plan and publication schedule for a few years now, we are able to see patterns. We are able to see trends. And of course, we are able to see what drives results and what doesn't. And the ultimate key finding continues to be, and this is a significant key finding that the impact a daily to weekly commitment really has on your results and I'm literally able to compare what we have done and what we have achieved on the Finnish market to what I'm lacking on the international side due to you know us being new there and obviously you know not having enough resources you know hands to to 
do this all. So I literally see, you know, what I should be doing, what we should be doing. And I literally see what we're missing out because uh, I'm having uh, difficulties to in my abilities to commit to a strict weekly routine. I wanted to list a couple of key benefits and the value I feel that all the effort that we put in has returned to our business. So obviously our Finnish podcast that we uh, launched in uh, June 2017 has turned into a business and recruitment lead generator. Our English podcast, this one, has only within the first six months from starting it I mean, this is the episode 42, so this is very new. Without no previous audience whatsoever, is already delivering us interesting leads and has opened up opportunities to expand our audience internationally. And it has worked like a clock. Exactly, you know, what I keep promising that our method is going to deliver to businesses. This podcast has achieved that. When I said that I'm having troubles with my other plans, this podcast is the only thing that I'm able to commit to on a weekly basis. And then I've got a million other plans uh, about the blog, about the in, uh, Instagram, all sorts of things that I need to do. But um, what happens to me with those is the same that happens to many of our customers, uh, that because I haven't made a plan for those, I keep pushing them forward. So we have not had to start a regular recruitment process like from publishing a job post and that from that onwards in years we have hired all of our employees from open applications coming from people who have followed us for years have fallen in love with us they are completely committed to what we represent and what we offer and want to be part of it and that has saved us an enormous amount of time and money but obviously then it requires nurturing those talent leads for which we have a different process and then the fourth benefit benefit is that uh, that uh, having myself been an avid content marketer for you know over 10 years i have uh, i have been able to create myself a strong personal brand as an expert and uh, sort of a, a spokesperson for modern employer branding and as a consequence I ha- I have not had to do cold sales at all for for many 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 years this saves myself this saves me time that I can invest in uh, developing this method forward, developing new methods, developing new products and services for sale, teaching our audiences, you know, doing these podcasts, teaching our employees, teaching our customers, in general, spending more time with people instead on the phone, which I dislike. Anyway, I do not like calling anybody. I do not like speaking on the phone. Uh, To me, phone is to take selfies, pictures of other people and do social media. So, the four benefits is uh, like great benefits are that our podcast has been, you know, an, an active generator of sales and uh, recruitment leads. The English podcast, the only international content 
that I have been able to commit to on a weekly basis is delivering us value like a clockwork. And we have not had to start regular recruitment processes for years because we are able to hire everybody that we need from our open applicants that have uh, followed us for years, love what we do, know about us, have, you know, become our friends already before. And that saves us enormous amount of time and money because when we need to hire, we are able to very quickly you know, talk to a person that we've already known for a long time and then, you know, uh, leave out the entire recruitment process and just, you know, move to that hiring uh, stage very quickly. And uh, I've been able to create myself a strong expertise brand, which allows me to not to have to do cold calling because uh, because um, our customers know either me already or no off me and it's very much easier for me to to you know get new projects uh, from them so what is now this worthy is that this method which is called employee branding method does not focus on talking about careers and job opportunities and benefits like traditional employer branding oftentimes does and that is why exactly the same content is relevant both for our prospective talent audiences as well as our prospective customer audiences. Everything that we publish works whether you are a prospective customer person looking to find answers, inspiration or education to solve your talent marketing problems or if you are an aspiring talent marketer who desires a career fully focusing on talent marketing and employer branding. We do not make any differences in terms of content and messages between these two audiences. So the exactly same podcast works both for our talent audiences and our customer audiences. And as a result, all that we do helps us to sell and hire. And that is not the magic of the method, but the purpose and the value of the method that I developed. Now, while one can always argue what works and what doesn't, I can tell this one works for us extremely well and the method works for other companies too, but you need to commit to it. But the thing we, you know, I know the commitment is a scary word in relationships and all sorts of ships. But the thing is that uh, with this method, it's a very straightforward method in sense like what you need to decide before you start doing employer branding and how you go about when you have that plan and it saves you so much time so much effort uh, because you have that plan and you just need to commit to the plan and I see that because in uh, the other aspects that I sort of ideated in my head for this international uh, marketing of ours I haven't been able to find time to make those plans and that's why I can't execute anything that's why nothing happens that's why everything is in my head and I feel like oh today I'm going to do this but then next week I realize I didn't do it so it's so it gives you so much help to actually get going and know what you do and because everything uh, is planned and everything is systematic you can also schedule stuff in advance which means that then when you are busy with something else the routine is still, you know, operating on the background. 
If you'd like to learn more about the modern employer branding method, if you go to the website, modernemployerbrand.com slash podcast four two, you can find links to learn more about this method. Alrighty, folks, this is it for this week's episode of Building a Modern Employer Brand Podcast. My name is Susanna Rantanen, and I hope you liked it. And if you did, do find me on social media. I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Instagram, and then you can also find the Modern Employer Brand Facebook page on Facebook. Uh, on Instagram, find the new Talent Marketing Pro account and start following that because this is going to be dedicated for aspiring talent marketing professionals if that's who you are. If not, then you can uh, follow myself, Rantanen Susanna, or follow the HR underscore podcast profile, which is the profile for this podcast and the Finnish podcast. But now I'm going to leave you to it. Have a wonderful week and uh, I'll be back next week again. Bye-bye. Thank you.